0: Welcome to Write Stuff Radio, where we showcase Christian authors worldwide. Each week, join me for a new author and a great new book to add to your library. to this special edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, thank you for joining me. Are you getting ready for NaNoWriMo? That's right, NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. It takes place all of November, where NaNoWriMo gives you an opportunity to write a full novel 50,000 words. Writers from all over the world always get on board with NaNoWriMo. I've only done it a couple of times. I did not succeed with getting the 50,000 words, but you may this year. And I'm really excited to showcase that to you with some helpful indie author resources by my good friend Valerie Howard. We'll talk about that in just a few moments. I want to thank you all for your support of my newest release called A Chance for Genevieve. It's available on Amazon exclusively, so go ahead and pick up your copy today. We have been showcasing Christian authors worldwide for the past nine years, and as God gives us grace, we'll continue to do so. To find out how you can help us, simply go to patreon.com slash write stuff and see what you can do. And as always, we cover your prayers. And so without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest co-host, and contributor today, Valerie Howard. Valerie, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? I am fine. Thank you so much for being with me today. I was telling Valerie before we got started that I was looking at her so very helpful resources called 1,000 Character Reactions, 1,000 Strong Verbs and 1,000 helpful adjectives. And I thought, you know what? NaNoWriMo is gearing up that people who are writing books, they're going to need these resources. And so she created a whole set for you that is available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. So make sure you go ahead and get these helpful resources today. Now, many people, Valerie, who are going to be doing NaNoWriMo, they're not going to be experts at writing. They're going to be maybe newbies and new authors who are just trying to get that book out there so why do you think these will be a helpful resource for them to get that project done well these are great books that just
1: kind of help you form your ideas into the correct words so if you're struggling with either word recall like i do i haven't slept in 10 years because i have two little boys who like to not sleep So, (laughs) so i use them i use them myself so that if i'm like what is that word that it kind of means this, but it it's not this word. And you can just look up for strong verbs. You can just look up if you want to use a different word instead of walk, there's pages of words you can use instead. So it just kind of helps you expand your vocabulary and not get into word ruts where you just use the same word over and over where you just say, he walked to this room, he walked to that room. You can be like, he scampered or he dawdled or he lumbered or he roamed. You know, it just has a whole list. Just for that strong verbs book, you can just look up a verb and just it can help you use something different. so your book you know has a little bit more sparkle in it, and not just the same words over and over. Um, and the other books do similar things for character reactions, maybe you're trying to show. someone's really nervous, you can just look up, you're like, oh, I want him to do something with his eyelids or his eyes to show him that he's really nervous. And you can just look up eyelids or eyes in the book and it will show you different things like his eyelids could be twitching or they could be widening or bulging. And so it can just help you put your thoughts um, into words for your book.
0: So I want to show an example to our listeners here about using strong verbs. Strong verbs really help you Build your writing style because it helps people understand how you're going to write. So there's an example that Valerie uses is 1,000 strong verbs. And she uses the example walk. She just said it while she was giving explanation. So I'm just going to read it. Sally walked across the room. Okay, she's doing something, but we don't really care about Sally walking across the room. So there she has this. Sally walked currently across the room. Now, there are those authors who would die on the hill of adverbs. That You are not supposed to use adverbs. They would die on this hill. They would say, you know, start wars and all kinds of things. <laughs> but it's not that either, but it's okay. You know, you get the impression she's walking pretty, pretty fast. But then she used this descriptive word, Sally scurried across the room. And if anyone has ever seen a mouse, that's the first thing you think of. A stupid little mouse in your house that you want to shoot with a pellet. Oh. I'm the only one who thinks that way, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but when you get the idea that you can really make your words stronger. And I know some of you are going to be going very steady during nano the recommended word count is one thousand six hundred and sixty seven words per day. So maybe while you get your while you hit that goal before you start the next day, you're gonna go ahead and review what you wrote. Some people just can't help but edit. <laughs> They just can't help edit during NaNoWriMo. So this is a really strong book for you to have. So those are just some of the words. I'm just going to read some more that she says here because it really gives you an idea. Now, for strong verbs, if you want to break something, you say, okay, she broke the tablet. But that doesn't really give you a great description of how does she break the tablet. Is she mad when she break it? Did she make a mistake? So let's look at some ideas that Valerie gave us. We have break in tiny pieces. Now, automatically goes, oh, wow, yeah, because sometimes you can break things in big pieces, and sometimes you can break things in small pieces. So in tiny pieces, she says crumble, crush, granulate, grind, mash, powder, shatter, smash. I already know, Valerie, some people have already were, like, blown away <laughs> by that yeah. because they're just going to say, oh, she broke it, and it just shattered to the fore. No, 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 they need more descriptive. Why do you think that descriptive verb is so helpful for writing? I think it has to do with the reader's experience with their book. But you go ahead and tell me?
1: Yeah, I think different verbs, just kind of like you said, they give different mental images and pictures in your mind of what you think of, like you said, scurry with the mouse. Um, so as authors, we're always trying to get the picture that's in our head and transfer it to our reader's head so they think of the same thing. So that's kind of what, if you ha- pick the right verb, it can help you with that mental picture.
0: And then we're going to go to her next resource. She did mention this when she was talking giving an overview of her books. And this one is 1,000 Helpful Adjectives. Now, go ahead. Give us a brief description of what an adjective is.
1: Okay. So adjectives, as I tell my kids because I homeschool them, I just say, I call them describing words and just ways that you can say what something looks like, what something feels like, texture, color, and just even how big it is, size. So that's kind of how they're um, broken down in this book and the list is they are different ways you can describe things. So in the table of contents, it will say size, sound, speed, strength, taste, color, cleanliness, age, just different ways and capacities that you can describe different things. Yeah, that's basically what it
0: is. Well, I'm going to use the example because I think it's a really good example for our listeners to know about. So in here, you're using adjectives to be accurate about the things you are describing. Like with strong verbs, you want to use the description to help give people an idea of what's going on with the motion that's being depicted. With adjectives, you want people to understand the texture of what's going on here. So right here you say, be accurate. Is the object you're writing about just plain small or is it minuscule, tiny, shrunken instead. When I heard the word shrunken, the first thing I thought, I know some people celebrate Halloween, <laughs> I think of shrunken head. <laughs> first indicated of mine was shrunken head. <laughs> I know that's weird, but I'm kind of dark with my horror stuff. But most people know, Valerie, I do like my horror when I grew up watching it. And then you have here, is your character mopey, sullen, or nonchalant? Switching out the adjective can alter the meaning of the sentence. It's up to you because you're the one who's creating the work, so it's up to you to choose the best words that fit your story. So we're going to just go for one of my favorite ones, which is attractiveness, because that way I write a lot of Christian romance. <laughs> so we always talk about attractiveness. So if you want to use attractive, and attractive is obviously seen in a positive way, but it's not just super beautiful. We have adorable, alluring, appealing, bewitching, captivating, charming, cuddly. And I love cuddleate because I love, I like, I tend to like big men with beards and I feel like they're big, nice cuddle But anyway, <laughs> cunning, cute, darling, enticing, huggable, irresistible, magnetic. I met a guy who was magnetic. I know exactly what you mean. He had these eyes, Valerie, that when they looked into your own, you were like, whoa, I can't look away. It's like a snake. I can't look away. <laughs> and then we have precious, sweet, tantalizing, tempting, and winsome. Now, here's, the, here's what I really liked about the genius of Valerie's book. It's not just attractive in a positive way, it's attractiveness in a repulsive way. So the repulsive side of that is disgusting, gross, nauseating, obscene, repugnant, revolting, sickening. Now, you could just see the wheels turn in your head as you listen to these words. You could just hear the wheels turn. So there's more of that in here. Like, for example, she has cleanliness. And cleanliness is a swear word in the coal house, okay? <laughs> we don't do cleanliness very well, Valerie. So for cleanliness, we have antiseptic, chase, cleanse, fresh, hygienic, immaculate, and so on and so forth. So these are the type of resources that you want to get for your next NaNoWriMo project. Now, I want to go over to the third book of this series called 1000 for Reactions. And I got to tell you, Valerie, I struggle with this a lot because we often have them... For me, it's always getting a cup of coffee and having to do something with a cup of coffee, right? But they weren't doing anything else with just having a cup of coffee. So let's go ahead and talk about why this particular part of your series, I think, is one of the major breakpoints of when it comes to writing.
1: Yeah, um, this definitely gets people out of trying to do the same thing. A lot of authors, like somebody said that their their character's are always shrugging. It's just that like, we all kind of have this, thing that we go to that we don't know what they're doing so we just make them do smiling or we make them shrug all the time or we make them nod like my characters nod way too much so they're like bobble heads <laughs> nod at everything <laughs> so in the first draft so I have to go change those things and this these are kind of good for when you're self-editing just to go just search how many times did I use nod this time And Just search through and say, oh, I did it, you know, 50 times in the first three chapters. I need to change that. And so just have them do something else with their body um, and try to think outside the box and not just use the same things over and over again. So just to have the the varied bodily reactions to anything where you're like, oh, I don't have them using their fingers. I don't have them. I never mentioned what they do with their feet. Um, It kind of just helps you spread things out. So you're not always doing the same thing with your characters and leaning on the same good old standbys. Once in a while is fine, but not throughout your whole entire book doing the same thing all the time.
0: (laughs) There was one critique of a book I was reading, Valerie, where someone had the main male hero grinning all the time. He grinned, he grinned, he grinned, he grinned. And they said, I kept getting this impression of this Cheshire cat. Exactly. But she said it was kind of creepy that he's always grinning, even in things that aren't. Quite (laughs) grinnable. So made up word. Maybe that'll be your fourth book right there. (laughs) Just made up words. But
1: totally fine in rough drafts to do that when you just can't think of something, have them grin, but then search and see how many times you did it and then fix them so that they're not doing that so many times. (laughs)
0: That could, And it could get creepy because you saw someone grinning at you weirdly. You gotta wanna, you kind of want to help yourself by thinking, what if I was sitting across from this character and they were grinning at me while I told them, hey, I just saw a monster eat up a dog. <laughs> you'd be like, okay, maybe he's in cahoots with a monster. That's the first thing you think because he's grinning. Yeah. You at least want him to push back from the table and go, his eyes get wide, his mouth drops open. What? You know, that at least shows a surprise. In this book, you do something quite brilliantly. Again, I didn't think about this until I picked up your book. You use lips and then you use mouth in two separate ways. And I would not have thought about that because your lips are going to do something different than your mouth. And you think, well, I know that part. I said, but when you're writing, you may not be thinking of these things. For example, for lips, she has upper lip sweating. And not necessarily due to exercise, when you're really scared, but you can't move because you're hiding behind something and you start to sweat. So sweat comes on your brow, it comes on your lip, it comes on your neck, whatever, okay? But on your mouth, your mouth starts to gape open. So maybe you feel the sweat above your lips and you're breathing really hard and your mouth is gaping open. That's doing two different things and it actually adds what I think texture to the scene so the reader can feel the emotions of what the character is going through. And then she also does tongue and teeth. And mind you, this is just the one part I am speaking out of right now. I always speak out this thing called my mouth. <laughs> but this is just the one thing. And she goes, she she divides it into lips, mouth, tongue and teeth. So for teeth you have teeth chattering, teeth grinding, teeth gnashing. For tongue, you have clicking tongue, sticking out tongue, blowing raspberries with tongue. And then I guess for mouth, I already did. And for lips, I did that. So there you are, one part of your body, your mouth that, you know, blessings and curses come out of every day. <laughs> you can do different things with it. And so I want to encourage our listeners out there to pick up these resources for your nano NaNoWriMo project. They are available at Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Now, I want to have Valerie, before we end our show today, I want to have Valerie tell us a little bit more about herself, Wait, didn't get a chance to do that because i know some people are, are getting ready for NaNoWriMo i've been in part of those groups when they start at midnight and so we just want to give them that opportunity to get the good information first but go ahead tell us a little bit about yourself valerie
1: um well i live in maine and my husband is a pastor in a small church here we have two boys and i've been an indie author since 2011. i was really terrible at it at first and i had no idea what i was doing but you know the past 11 years i've learned a lot and grown a lot and um, i have a lot of fun with it now so that's I do that and I homeschool my kids so I'm pretty busy.
0: Right now homeschoolers are looking like the Avengers <laughs> right now. Before they were seen that, oh, they're so backward. Now it's like, how do you homeschool your kids? Come help me. Save my world. You know, here as more people are going to homeschool for many different reasons. But I'm so glad that you took this time, Valerie, to be with me on the show. I'm looking forward to sharing this information with our listeners, particularly those who are going to be doing NaNoWriMo. But we also have readers that listen to us, too. And I know you got something available for readers to read. Go ahead. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. um, I have a series, a six book series. It's called the New England Inspiration Series. Each of the six books is set in a different New England state from Maine, to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, because that's where I live in New England. So that's what I know. And they say, write what you know. So (laughs) that's what I do. So I have uh, Christian women's fiction, those books too, for readers. And thank you so much for having me too today. I wanted to mention that. Glad we could do it.
0: And what is your website if people want to get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, okay, so my website for readers is authorvaleriehoward.com, and my website for writers is called dot
0: Valerie, in the few moments we have left, I want you to encourage our aspiring authors, some of them are going to be doing NaNoWriMo this month, probably in a few hours, if God has given them the gift to write, to pick up the pen and do so.
1: Yes, Um. definitely write what you want to the world to know to change the world like you have a message and it's unique on your heart and a burden that you want people to know and your writing can change the world and it doesn't have to be you sit down and write all um 50,000 words at once it can be write five minutes when you have time in the carpool lane write a little scrap of the paper here and there and little by little and day by day you will get it done if you keep at it and it doesn't have to be i know it seems like a huge project but taking it piece by piece, like how they say, how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time? That's how you write a book is one word at a time and you can do it.
0: Valerie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being an encouragement today on this special edition of The Right Stuff. I really enjoyed having you. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. And we were talking today to Valerie Howard. She is the author of the Indie Author Resources. The first book is 1,000 Strong Verbs. The second book is 1,000 Character Reactions. And the third is 1,000 helpful adjectives. Not in the order because you can get all of them available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. I like how she uses this very simple tool for you to get your writing done. And get this, it's not a massive tome of explanation. She keeps it simple because when you're writing over time, I'm not saying you learn this when you first write, you learn to keep things simple. No one wants to be, or rather I don't think anyone wants to write like J.R. Toykin anymore, J.R. Toykin anymore, where you have five pages dedicated to describing the the shire, (laughs) you know what I mean, or 10 pages describing the shire, and one doesn't do that. So these are really helpful tools for you to jumpstart your NaNoWriMo project. Go ahead, love on my sister, and get your copy of these wonderful resources today. Thank you so much for joining me for this special edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?